Hey, I know you're probably driving or running or cleaning the house or doing something else when you're listening to this, but look, if you're a B2B marketer and you need to start generating revenue from your marketing, then you have to check out our 12-week program, the B2B Incubator. It's built for small, in-house B2B marketing teams with limited time and budget. We give you the strategy, the templates, and the tools to start driving revenue, not just leads. So if you're ready to act on all the advice Kevin and I give you, next time you take that first sip of coffee in the morning, make sure you head to the B2B Incubator and apply now. There's only 10 spots available per cohort with our next one launching at the end of May, 2024. Remember, the B2B Incubator, apply now so you don't miss out. We've had B2B marketing managers, CMOs, marketers in demand generals, content leads, and more all go through this program and they're currently executing the demand strategies that they've created. Some are now even contributing as much as 80% of the pipeline to their business after working through it. Make sure you check out the b2bincubator.com and apply now to start driving more demand and more revenue for your brand. Okay, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the B2B Playbook Podcast. Each week, we discuss strategies and tactics to help B2B businesses grow online. We're your hosts, Kevin and George, a couple of digital marketing professionals. We've waded through the noise and made the mistakes so you don't have to. The B2B world has changed and you need to put your customers at the heart of your marketing. We'll cover how you can use our framework, the five Bs, to create a brand that customers are ready to buy from, love and advocate for. We'll get insights from successful people in the industry and cover the latest trends to keep you on the cutting edge of the B2B world. If you're interested in B2B marketing strategies and tactics that work, then this podcast is for you. Subscribe to get the latest from the B2B playbook first. Remember, successful B2B marketing starts with the buyer. Welcome back to the B2B Playbook. Kev, listeners, we are right into season five. We're actually up to, I think it's our second episode of season five, Kev. Last week, we gave you guys an intro as to what season five is all about. It's called Be the Best, and we gave you a bit of an overview as to what we're going to be discussing. Now, for those who are new to the podcast, this podcast is all about our step-by-step evergreen framework for demand generation, the five Bs. The first four Bs are be ready, be helpful, be seen, and be better. And now we're finally onto the fifth stage, be the best. Kev, you and I have done a season per stage in those five Bs. We're up to season five. What did we talk about for the first four seasons? Well, George and listeners, a lot of you who have been with us this whole time will know what all the previous four stages are, but if you're joining us new, let's go over those four Bs very quickly. So the first one was be ready, which is all about ensuring that you deeply understand your dream customers. The second one is be helpful, which is where you started to create really helpful content for those dream customers, start to build those relationships of trust online. The third B is be seen. And that's all about amplifying that helpful content that you're putting out there now to the right people at the right time and really start to accelerate your growth through some of those paid channels and other channels that can really amplify your growth. And finally, in the last season, we spoke about Be Better, which is all about optimizing your B2B marketing workflow so you can really get the best out of your workflow, start to optimize certain parts of it to get the best bang for your buck. It's been an absolute 
beast covering those first four seasons, Kev. It took us well over 100 episodes. We thought it would take us about 100 to get through all five seasons, but we were just having far too much fun. Okay, so this season, as we said, we are covering our fifth B, Be the Best. What is that about? It's all about what to explore to make sure that you and your marketing stay evergreen and that you continue to be leaders in your industry. In doing so, we hope you start to see the 5Bs framework as a circular process that continues to deliver improvements. And Kev, that's what we're talking about this week, isn't it? That's right, George. Last week, we went over everything we're going to talk about in this season. And this week, we are diving straight in to some of the overarching concepts that we spoke about last week. So we're talking about the circular framework that we spoke about last week, that concept that you have to continue to iterate with the 5Bs framework and also approaching things with a bit of balance as well. So we're squeezing that in this week when we talk about sharpening the saw, balancing all parts of the framework and looking after yourself and your career in the process as well. A lot of what we talk about is about the business that you're in, is about growing B2B marketing. But let's be real, like we're all people, we need to look after ourselves and our own careers as well. So it's important to see how they're not mutually exclusive. You can balance those things and hopefully the 5Bs framework can help you in doing that as well. So George, let's jump into what the circular framework is all about first. Yeah, definitely. I think it's quite simple, Kev. All we really want to do here is draw listeners your attention to the fact that the 5Bs framework, our framework for demand generation is not linear, but it's actually circular. And what we mean by the circular framework is that our framework is meant to be circular. You're meant to go through it. And then once you're through it, you go back to the start and go through it again. And that's not because you're chasing your tail, not going anywhere. It's because it's a series of steps that define really your go-to-market strategy, what to do once you mature in that market, and then what to do once you're ready to tackle a whole new market. So how do you go about doing that? It sounds a bit daunting that you have to keep going through this endless circle, uh, endless cycle of going back through the framework again and again, but it's not that bad. As you get to the end of your journey, as you have built your demand generation already, you simply need to go back to the start and review all the things that you've gone through and see if all the foundations are still correct. Now, that's going to be a lot quicker than the first time you went through and you built your demand engine. That's because you already know everything there is to know. You know what the framework should look like. You know what things to look out for. And you've gone through that process of building it yourself. So you know the system very well already that exists. So you can pick out the things to improve and things to check off very quickly. If that process is still a bit confusing, just ask yourself one question. Have your dream customers changed? Have the behaviors changed? To the point where maybe your dream 100 needs to be updated and all your processes maybe need to realign to that new audience. Chances are there are changes to some degree. Maybe that core audience hasn't changed, but maybe some small parts of that makeup has changed. Maybe it's not demographic, maybe it's firmographic. Maybe firmographic has stayed the same, but the demographic has changed slightly. Maybe you have a new group that has joined your dream customers. So once you've done that analysis of your dream customers and your dream 100, you probably need to then readjust and go through your process again to retune your foundations, maybe your helpful content and how you're amplifying that content to make sure you're hitting those changes and you're adapting to those changes. 
even if it's just um, really updating your focus areas. Maybe you're doing exactly the same things, but you put a little bit more energy, a little bit more resource into your podcast because that becomes more important or your uh, content online because that becomes more important as people have less time to listen to podcasts within your particular dream customer portfolio profile. It's about almost constantly applying that 80-20 rule to it, Kev, isn't it? It's finding like the 20% of stuff that's making the 80% of the impact in your business, narrowing down, focusing, turning your attention to it and making that bit better again. It's something that we do for our own business, isn't it, Kev? Every three to six months, we see who are our best listeners, who are our best applicants for the B2B incubator, what do they look like, who influences them, what content is most impactful on them, who's getting the most out of the program. And we review all that information and we can really hone in further into a particular segment that we're targeting or maybe we go you know what that's actually working really well how can we now also expand our targeting to go after another segment something that we're doing for clients that we're working with right now one in particular they went to market to tackle the enterprise segment it was a lot of effort to get the demand engine up to scratch in that enterprise segment now they're looking after them looking at the mid market and some of the lower market and the adjustments that we need to make just aren't quite as big. We go through the same process. Who are these companies? Who is the ICP? What does the buying committee look like? Where is their Dream 100? Which content resonates with them? And again, we don't have to rework the wheel because we already had a lot of that information that we developed for the enterprise sector. It's just a lot of tweaking and changing. So don't fear, listeners. Starting again isn't starting from scratch. But you definitely need to go through that process again to sharpen your process and sharpen your approach. Yeah, it's very important to go through that process, probably to a certain extent, organically, you're already doing this as you're going through your day-to-day activities. For example, me and George, when we sit down and discuss how everything's going before some of these recordings, we naturally have a look at our audience. George has a lot of feedback from his interaction with the wider community as well as our dream customers. So he's able to feedback a lot of that stuff to those discussions as one example. And we're then able to discuss how's our dream customer base change? Is that the best opportunity for us? What processes do we need to adapt? And because hopefully you have followed us through all the episodes so far, if you've gone through the incubator program, you've got all the templates that we provided you with, you can very easily go through those templates again and make those tweaks very quickly on the fly And that means those templates become more important over time as well. They can be reused and reused again, really as a track record, as the place of truth for all those discussions, all those points and points of knowledge that you have around your dream customers and your dream 100. So it's very important to keep going back to those. That's why we love those templates because they really are evergreen. You can keep coming back and using them and adapting them to your new customers and your new context. And another great thing about doing this process is You're formalizing that process. You're making sure you're keeping on top of the changing trends within your business. And that means you're keeping yourself as the expert and leader in your industry. You're following your audience. You're following the industry just naturally by implementing the process as a circular framework. I just want to jump in here, Kevin, and say, my God, we have obviously hit some pains for some marketers and found some product market fit because you have just gone and accidentally plugged the B2B incubator 
and I've never known you to accidentally plug the incubator. You're not ever trying to sell it at all, but you've naturally just mentioned it there. And we'll just add as the more salesperson out of the two of us care, but still helpful, a helpful expert who occasionally likes to sell. That's exactly why we built the B2B incubator. So you marketers have that set process and those templates and the strategy to follow through. So you can just keep going through it again and again, whether you're doing a new go-to-market strategy or you're just trying to refine your existing one. Yeah, that's right, George. It's exactly what we use them for. And so obviously it's very natural for me to mention it. But as George said, there's a lot of value in those things. So make sure you stick to the framework. Make sure you get the most out of it. Okay, Kev, look, why is it important to go through this process again? Why is it important that it's cyclical? Yeah, I think when we started to think about what's in this latter stage of the framework, we really dug into this idea that it's often quite neglected when you get through any sort of training program, any sort of educational program. Often at the end, it's like, this is the finishing point. This is the goalpost. You've reached it. What now? And often a lot of people get left with a sense of, okay, what's the next step? How do I keep iterating on this? I've gone through this program. I'm up to like maybe a mid or advanced level of expertise and I'm stuck as to what to go through next. And we really wanted to build the framework so that it gives you all the tools, but also that way of going forward, that way of thinking to go beyond the framework and to keep adding to it, um, whether that's circular or not, uh, however you like to adapt it. And often it's quite neglected um, to think about that endpoint um, of these sort of training programs or frameworks. At this end of this particular framework, hopefully you're quite deep in the weeds um, or you're working to improve some minor parts of the process, but you're not missing the forest and the trees. You're seeing the overall picture still with the framework. You're able to go back through to it and adjust where your focus is. And that's really why we think this is really important as a concept to keep in mind, that circular framework, particularly at the stage when you are more likely to be in the weeds, focusing on specific areas of improvement. You need to swing yourself back from that be better mind frame and to think big picture, what should my priorities be? Maybe it isn't refining certain things. Maybe it's following the audience or maybe it is refining because the audience side of things, you're pretty bang on. So that's what we're really hoping people look at. And that's why we think it's quite important. It's also quite common. If you look at a big picture of a lot of businesses, they get to that point where, and I think this is a concept talked about in some books like Good to Great and a few of those business books where they talk about businesses hitting a point where they have a period of excellence, but then they start to go a bit stale and they fall out of touch with the dream customers and they don't cement their place as really great businesses that last through the ages. And I think one of the key things from those books, from those discussions is that it's because those businesses don't keep up with their dream customers. They don't follow their audience. They don't continue to provide value. They get stuck with the processes they have. They keep refining those processes as part of Be Better, funnily enough, and they don't swing back around to keep an eye on where their dream customers are moving. And so again, on the big picture level, we wanted to call out this concept as well to let you know that you know, the great big businesses out there, this is also something that they struggle with. And hopefully we're baking in that review process so that you never have to hit that point where you're hitting a period of excellence and you're going stale. We hope that you never really go stale. All right, folks, quick breather here. 
In my time in B2B marketing, generally I've come to realize that there are just certain tools that can be an absolute game changer. And that's why I'm really excited to talk about Leadfeeder. Uh, it's a tool that helps you cut through the data and turn those website visitors into solid leads and opportunities for your business. Leadfeeder shows you which companies are checking out your site, tracking their behavior, and it integrates all of this with your CRM. And the result is it's basically like a secret weapon for targeted lead engagement, and it really makes it easier for your team to convert website traffic into sales. Head to leadfeeder.com, give it a free demo, and you'll also get a free extended premium trial when you let the rep know that you found out about Leadfeeder through the B2B Playbook podcast. That's leadfeeder.com. Okay, check it out. Back to the show. That's it. Go back and revisit those foundations, the number of marketers that would be better served going back and going through this process again of identifying those foundations and making sure there's an alignment between what you're doing and your ICP versus looking for another 1% to 2% improvement in your ad platforms, whether it's testing a new ad format, A-B testing some creative or copy. Sure, that's important. But the big swings, the big uplift is going to come from going through this process again. And I would just add to that one tip that we have is put that in your diary. It's the easiest thing to put in your diary, three, six, 12 months, whatever it might be. At least you have something in there that's regularly recurring that you're going, okay, this is the time of the year where I dedicate half an hour, whatever it might be to just go through all the templates again, just to double check have I hit all these points? Maybe you had a big, a big enough scale to send an email off to a team member to say, hey, these were our dream customer profiles. Do they still match? Do the ICPs still ring true? If there's any edits, please put them in by this date so we can review those and change our processes accordingly. It's very important just, just to start with that simple idea of checking back in regularly. And then a lot of other stuff will flow naturally from that process of a reminder that kicks you into thinking about the framework in a different way and about your day-to-day -day activities in a different way. Yep, Kev, you've booked that in for us. We review it every quarter. Thank you very much for keeping us accountable. All right, Kev, let's get on to the next part of today's show, which is talking about sharpening the saw. What the hell is that all about and why is it important? It's a concept from Stephen Covey's very famous book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's the last habit, and it just talks about working on aspects of yourself and investing in yourself, but also balancing that program of self-renewal to ensure that you continue to improve the greatest asset, which is always you, yourself, obviously. So how does that concept apply to B2B marketing and the 5Bs framework, you might ask? Well, it actually goes hand in hand with that circular framework concept that we just spoke about. And that's why we decided to address both concepts within the same episode. It's another overarching and guiding principle that we apply to our framework, specifically in the be the best stage. As you go through iterations of your framework in applying that circular framework idea, you need to have balance in your approach. So this is maybe a nuance to add to that circular framework idea. All the Bs are very important. So you can't just focus on one area. Obviously, the natural inclination when you get to be better is to focus on be better. How can I make those optimizations? How can I improve certain parts of the framework? We've just told you in the circular framework, you actually need to go back and look at all the other things, in particular, 
be ready and making sure that you're not going too far in the wrong direction, that you're still staying true to your dream customers and your foundations and your base. But you can't leave out things like producing helpful content either, right? If your be ready is solid, if you know your audience very well, you have to improve your be helpful processes as well. You have to make sure that your helpful content is still helpful to that same audience or if that audience has changed, you're developing new helpful content to address any new aspects of your dream customers. And you won't be able to build any trust or get anywhere with building those relationships with your content if you don't have those things in mind, if you're not really building your processes and improving them to better match in that be helpful stage as well. So you can keep applying that idea to amplifying your content as well and be seen and so on. So it's important that you're actually working on all parts of the 5Bs framework when you go through that circular framework idea. You're turning your attention to each of those parts of the framework and you're making sure that you're giving it due consideration and effort and resources. But listeners, beyond just helping you get more out of the framework, we've focus very much on working on the framework. One aspect of sharpening saw that's quite interesting is it's also important for us to highlight that the framework is there to help you better yourself. It's a concrete framework, yes. It's something for you to fall back on and there's great value in practicing and enhancing your understanding of it. But it's really a framework that allows you to build on top of it. We talked about that idea quite a few times. It's something that you can use to enhance your own understanding, your skill set. You can build on top of it in areas that particularly interest you. You don't have to be an expert in every stage of the framework. You can focus in on different areas that you like, but it's really there just to support you in your journey and to help you better yourself so that you don't have to spend so much energy trying to figure out what is the forest, what is the overarching image that you're trying to get in your head when you're doing your B2B marketing. And remember that It is just a tool. Ultimately, it's just a tool for you individual B2B marketers to grow professionally. It's one tool in the toolbox worth investing in that we think is worth investing in, but it's not a be all and end all. And it's not something that you just do once and then it's done and dusted and it's no further value to you. It's something that hopefully will continue to give you value over time, but it is very individual and personal as well over time. Yeah, the more you do it, the more familiar you become with it, the more practice you've had in applying it to the real world. That'll reinforce your understanding of the framework. And then that's something that you take with you, whether you continue to rise up the ranks in marketing in your organization, whether you move to a leadership role, when even when you push to a CMO, or even people say that the best CEOs also have a keen understanding of a lot of the parts of this framework. Basic things like product market fit, finding the right segment to focus on, things that you really need to understand if you want to drive an organization forward are covered in this framework. And now even Kev, things like sharpening the saw and the 80-20 rule, real business principles that apply well beyond the marketing world. Yeah, that's it. And we just want to call out again that really this concept of sharpening the saw, it just means that you can view the framework correctly as we intended It's just a tool to help you get an understanding of how this space works, what you're doing in it, what you need to focus your area on, but also a reminder to remember that it's just a tool, it's just a career, it's just one part of your life and to balance all things within the framework itself, but also within your own life. Just keep in mind that the framework is just there to help you in this particular aspect of your life. Very nice. Okay, Kevin, key takeaways for today, what were they? 
The first one is that we've obviously covered two very crucial guiding principles in implementing the 5Bs framework going forward. And now that you've gone through that framework the first time, these will be very helpful. The first is the circular framework concept. So that means you need to periodically go back through the framework and ensure that what you have laid out is up to date. You're following the right dream customers. You're following the track laid out with your ever-changing dream customers as well. And you're keeping in line with that path. And the second is sharpening the saw. So have balance and focus on all parts of the framework, each one in turn and giving equal attention to each over time. But also remember that it's just a tool there to help you grow as a B2B marketer. It's not just work, it's to help you grow your skills and asset and your career over time. Very nice. Okay, listeners, as always, you can find links to everything that we discussed in the show notes. And look, Kevin, I are so grateful that each week more and more marketers tune in every Monday to the B2B Playbook. And if we can ask one thing, it would be to please pass the show into someone who you think would get value from it. Also, check us out on YouTube. It's a huge help to us and we'd really appreciate it. Subscribe, share, blah, blah, blah. Do all those nice things. Thank you, Kev. Thank you, listeners. Take care and catch you next week. Thank you, George. Thank you, listeners. Catch you all next week. A quick note before you go, listeners. You can find more great content and get in touch with us at theb2bplaybook.com. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and our newsletter while you're there to get the latest news, tips, and resources from our playbook. We'll be back the same day and same time with another episode next week. Thanks for tuning in to the B2B Playbook. Remember, successful B2B marketing starts with the buyer. 